Hey guys, thanks for listening to the LA Car Dude podcast. You could follow us on Twitter at LA Car Dude, two Ds, and on Instagram at LA Car Dude. Also, look out for Discord links and giveaways on my Twitter. Thanks, guys. So, Ben Baller, the Ben Baller set, how epic is it? Uh, I gotta be honest, I'm not a Ben Baller guy. Um, yeah, but it's black. Really, in the past, all he did that I could tell was put that little BB jewelry necklace, whatever, in the top corner, and there's no difference. Bro, he's good at design, dude. He designs, it's simple, but it's good. Like, did you see the 1985, uh, like, throwback design that he did? In the new set, or is this in years past? This was in years past. No, I haven't seen that one, though. Yeah, it's cool, dude. He has, like, diamonds and stuff, and I don't know, his, he just knows what's cool, dude. He's got a good style. It's just, it's simple. It's not, like, over the top, and then on this set, he made everything black, and everyone loves black border cards. They're like, they're so sought after. Like, I try to find Blackboarder Kershaws, can't find them at all. I got dudes that are rainbowing stuff. They, like, beg me for these Blackboarders I have. But you can't find them, so I can't trade them. Now, I mean, I will say, credit where credit's due, this set looks pretty cool. Like, I, I'm a fan. And it, I, I, it's been one of those sets in the years past that, at least, I say years past, I only just got back into collecting last year. But you can see other breaks of years past. Um, not a fan, but this year he killed it, man. I'll give credit where credit's due. The black is cool. Uh, it's it's sleeker. It's not. I mean, the other one last year it just looked like the same thing, which is the logo. But he's You're got right. inserts. The inserts are quite like that. It's like a like an egg, like a diamond or something. What what is that? You seen those inserts? No. Was this last year? No, no. This is this year's. It's an egg. Yeah, it's kind of like a. It's not. Oh, it's, like it's, a diamond it's eggs. Yeah, dude, that's dope, dude. Diamond yeah, it's cool. And then he did another insert that when you hear the sound of it, I don't like. It basically is a picture, an action shot of the player, and it's like one of those stereotypical shots of Beverly Hills or some L.A. with the palm trees, you know, in the street. Yeah. And, you know, that would be cool for, like, Trout or Otani, but, like, when I heard about it, I was like, I don't want to see Julio or Wit in that because what, is, what do they have to do with L.A.? But the design is pretty cool. Like, he pulled it off. I didn't think he would, but he did. Yeah. Wait, wasn't there an All-Star game in L.A.? I don't know if they were in it, though. Yeah, Dodgers. They played Last year, the uh, All-Star game was with the Dodgers. Well, that's why he's in there, right? Nah, I think he just did it because <laughs> he's an L.A. guy. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, I think his stuff is sick. I'm a big fan. I yeah. didn't even know about Before you told me today, I didn't even know about that set, that Ben Baller set. You said it's pretty hype. People are hyping on it. Yeah, it's going crazy. I mean, you can't... I mean, the boxes were like 150 uh, each, which, you know, nowadays really is pretty good. Actually, it's really good. Yeah. I, the, the the Jumbo S1s were going for that much. But they're gone, man. You can't get that. Like, people are, like, going crazy trying to find him. They're, like, tagging him, trying to see if he can help. But uh, it's, it's an in-demand product right now. And uh, there, this was the year for that. There were a lot of products this year that people didn't know about, weren't really hyped, or just new products like Logo yeah. Fractor, you know, I love. Like the surprise um, stuff. Like yeah, and it's just... Yeah. yeah well, what was it? Was it Sonic's coming out. What was the other one? Cosmic? Cosmic. Dude, I'm, I'm a yeah. fan of Cosmic. I'm a fan I am of too. I thought it was really uh, kind of gimmicky and like... I thought uh, it was you can't, yeah, very. But 
you know what? They pulled it off. It grew and everyone me. loves it. Yeah, it grew on me, dude. They have some crazy nice cards. Like, I saw a trout like gold or something. It's just nuts. See, that, that's the one thing for me that still kind of holds me back. I do regret not getting it, but like, I can't tell the base from the inserts. Like, they're all like so similar. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, it's just like a little bit of gold in the background. But yeah, and then Julio Rodriguez, rookie on that, right? Yeah, those, I, I, I haven't checked what those go for, but they're not cheap. The, the base go for a lot. Oh, yeah. But sure. you, know which, you know which new release that just came out I really like? The Sapphire Bowman. Dude, Sapphire Bowman. Tell us about that, Landman. Yeah, so, the, you know, there's Bowman, then there's Bowman Chrome, and there's Bowman Draft. And it's just a way of, like, splitting up the prospects and players. Uh, Bowman Sapphire has autos. So my guy, James Wood, you can get his first, you can get his auto, you can get the parallels. In Bowman Sapphire and Bowman Draft, Bowman Chrome Sapphire and Bowman Draft Sapphire, there are no autos. So people were down on it. They were not sure if it was going to be a good price. And it has gone nuts. The Bowman Chrome has all the big rookies in it. So you've got Julio, Wander, Witt, um, O'Neill Cruz, and they've all got variations. Jeremy Payne is in it. And so you can get your their color, you can get their variations, the variations with color. And I mean, it. I think the boxes might have doubled in price already. It's nuts. It's stacked. It's definitely stacked. Yeah. yeah. The, the Julio, especially, like, the base cards are going for, like, crazy prices. Yeah, it's like 150 bucks, something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I bought one of those in a Wander. But, yeah, those are sick, dude. I got, uh, I got two boxes. I'm kicking myself for not getting more. And I got, I didn't, get, I didn't get any of the big, I got some good rookies. Um, I got three parallels in one box. Each box, you get two parallels. Um, but one, I got three, but it was a little short on the, the firsts. But uh, I think I'll take, I'll take the extra parallel. They had no day. autos. They had no autos. No autos. But they did no last year, right? They had last, they nope. did last year. Not in uh, Chrome. Not that I'm aware Sapphire? Oh, you know what? You're right. I, I pulled an Alex Kirilov, like, green auto. I don't know if that yeah, was Yeah, I got a one. Jose Salas purple sapphire auto. Yeah. I got that in a break. That's crazy. Why don't, why don't you think they had autos? I don't know. I mean, if they had autos, like, it would have sold out. In, I mean, it did. Bowman Draft Sapphire was released a week, I think a week after Chrome Sapphire, because everything got pushed back with the supply um, issues. Um, in terms of like actually producing the cards, but the draft, man, I was asleep literally, and they sold out in forty-five minutes. Yeah, somebody posted boxes of that in our group, our chat group, and it like instantly went like six boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm personally a fan of Chrome over Sapphire. I think the rookies are going to hold more value. The uh, variations are really cool. Plus, those also hold uh, a lot of value. But I'm a little higher on the firsts in Bowman Chrome than Bowman Draft, which for me is not usually the case. I'm a huge, huge draft guy. Um, it's a good draft class. I don't think it's great, but, you know, time will tell. But the Chrome checklist, it's very – 21 Bowman Chrome has already, like, gone way down. Everybody had a bad yeah. year last year. Um, so it's risky because it's a lot of international signings. They're younger. It takes them a little while to get going, but I think the ceiling is a lot better. I think 23 Bowman 
is going to be a incredibly hyped product because they held a lot of guys back from draft. Uh, most notably, Andrew Jones or Andrew Jones' son, Drew Jones. Oh damn, um, he's a chief. Big time, and he's in Arizona. And you see, like Lawler is goes for a lot, goes for a lot of money, but he doesn't go for as much of a prospect as his should because Gordon Carroll's the same way, Alec Thomas same way. It's uh, it's a little bit of a lower market in Arizona, so. I don't think it'll matter. I think Braves fans are going to chase him like crazy because it's his. It's it, they're one of their favorite players' sons. Yeah, and he's he's worth the hype. I mean, he's he's really really good. Dude, can we back up? Can you explain the difference between Bowman Draft and Bowman Prospects and all those sets? Yeah. So Bowman Draft is our guys that are strictly from the last draft class, and there'll be other guys who don't have their firsts. Um, but typically, it's the top guys with a, a handful of people held back for the next year. Um, and it's just draft guys. So you're not going to get any guys in the major leagues right now. Whereas with Bowman Chrome, it's you get a lot of bets. So you're going to get prospects as well who don't have their first. So you'll see guys in all three products. Um, like Jeter Downs, that's why Jeter Downs is in so many. Because they just he's a pretty notable prospect on a big team either the Dodgers and then the Red Sox, and they just kept pumping him out. But first, are in draft, are just draft guys. Chrome, it's mostly international guys. Um, guys like uh, who signed, like Wander Franco when he signed. Um, he was actually, you know, that's a bad example, he's in 2019. But it's a mix. Um, so you get vets, you get prospects, and then you get some of these like 16-year-olds who just signed. And then the first release of every year is the Bowman flagship. And that's the guys, like, they usually hold back the number two draft pick overall in every draft so they can highlight them in the next years. Oh, so yes. in, in 2021, Bowman, the big chase um, was actually not a second overall pick. That's a terrible example again. Uh, Austin Martin. So they, they always take the biggest guy who's not the first overall pick, I should say, and it's which is usually the second pick, but not always. And they'll put him in Bowman. So in terms of release, the beginning of the year is Bowman, middle of the year is Chrome, end of the year is Draft. Which last year got thrown off because of the supply issues, but it's it's basically the top guys are in Bowman, the top international guys are in Chrome with a lot of vets, and then Draft is Draft guys. Yeah, pretty complicated. Yeah, it is, which is, uh, <laughs> I wish it was uh, easier to break down than that. And maybe I could have done it a little more eloquently, but it's, um, it's a lot, it's a lot of draft is really the only thing, you know, what you're getting. Cool. Cool. Yeah, man. I still got to think about that. It's, uh, I understand draft, but, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sapphire. I, I is that your dog? Is that our mascot? Yeah. That's our mascot. <laughs> Oh man, this was, one's actually my dog, not my girlfriend. So there's probably somebody at the door. She's a good guard dog. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, from the first the first podcast, the the biggest feedback we got was maybe you should take the dog out from the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> out of everything, That's what everyone said. That's funny. Well, the uh, I it wasn't for lack of trying. The, her dog is in her in his crate with a great toy, and he's like in heaven. My dog's uh, chew toy got obviously is done. Nice. 
So cool. we'll, we'll work on that going forward. I heard of a, an app that is good about uh, drowning out background noise, so I'm looking into it, and uh, we'll try and uh, make the mascots more in name and not in actually hearing from them. Dude, it's all good. All right, man, so uh, let's move on to the next thing. Let's talk about the Atlanta Braves. Let's pick out some players there. Uh, you could talk about some some stats and stuff. We could talk about how they relate to the hobby, etc. So go for it, Braves. Yeah, so I think what we were trying to do is, with the lead-up to spring training, we're going to talk about every team and their farm system, guys we like, guys we're not so sure about, and just kind of hobby talk in general and how it relates to that. So farm system wise, we're going to start at the bottom and Atlanta is at the bottom there. <laughs> they graduated a lot of prospects. They've traded some prospects and there aren't a ton of top 100, if any top 100 guys, there are guys uh, we could kind of go in depth with on a more deeper level. But I think for these series, let's, we're going to try and keep it a little more uh, surface level and more casual. Um, there are three guys that everybody knows and that we got to talk about. And the first one, it's not a farm guy. It is one of the biggest superstars in the game. That's Ronald Acuna. Ronald Acuna had a major injury. We Everybody knows Ronald Acuna. He had a major injury. He came back last year. And the hobby market started to adjust price-wise from the boom. And he was no, he was just as much victim to it as everyone else. But I think people were really expecting him to come back and be Ronald Acuna from before. And with that kind of injury, you need at least a year. I would say a year is probably, maybe a little less, a little more given, uh, give or take, based on the player. But I would have expected a year where he would not be his full self. And that's what we got. Um, he had a great year. I mean, let's not get it wrong. Acuna's a great player last year. But he wasn't what everyone was accustomed to. And I think now that he's got that time to kind of finish the rehab, get game reps, get a full season under his belt, realize what the grind is on his body and how that he needs to adjust to that, I think this year we're going to see Ron Lacuna hold. So you think he'll come back? Yeah, I think he's going to be one of the top three, five players in the game next year. So you're saying he's a buy, is undervalued, or what? He's undervalued, yeah. Now, he's not cheap to begin with, even when he is in a depressed market, and for individually and overall. But if there's one player I'm putting a lot of money into, which I don't have as much as I used to these days, uh, it would be a Kumi. Yeah, dude, he's got some monster cards. Did you see the uh, the guy on Twitter that posted that Super Fractor? Talk yeah, how much do you think that? How much do you think that cards are? Dude, I have no idea. But the guy's from, <laughs> he's Japanese. He's from Japan, and he pops up every, like, six months and posts that card. And everyone freaks. Man, <laughs> he, can pop that, he can pop that card out, those pictures out, once a month for all I care. That card is so sweet. Yeah, he's got, that guy's got monsters, though. I've seen him post some stuff, dude. Is that, is that the biggest Acuna card out there, you think? Isn't there a Sapphire? Sapphire Superfractor? That's 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 your uh, expertise, man. I'm just getting into tops. I think so, dude. I remember this guy like on Facebook. He shared he was he wasn't selling them, but he's like, dude, I bought some sapphire and I got this out of five Ronald Acuna sapphire in a 2018. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, I still gotta follow up with that guy. I was like, dude, let me follow up with you in like a year and see if you want to sell it, dude. Monster card. I have no yeah. idea what that's worth. Fifty grand. Okay, so hundred grand. I have no idea. 
So for you personally, would you rather have the Sapphire Rookie or would you rather have the SP? Do you mean the Bat Down? Yeah. Or the white jersey or the... The Bat Down. The Bat Down is the most popular SP, right? No, no. There's a white oh, jersey and then there's like a green jersey where he's like by the batting cage. But the white jersey is the sickest one. It's the sickest. It has his full body picture of it in his stance and it has a white jersey. And it's kind of like filtered, like a little bit like rugged look. And I think it's an SSP. That goes, I think that's like 15, 1600 raw, something like that. Dude, that's the card. That's a sick right. card, dude. But that, be Sapphire, that Sapphire is a monster too. But dude, Sapphire has has colors in that set. Yeah. And, and then they have a, a landscape auto of Ronald Acuna where he's like diving in outfield. I think that's 2018 Sapphire. That's another one. So in terms of hobby value, what would you prefer? Just the SP and then the Super? Or do you want... Which super? The SP with the parallels. What do you mean? So, like, the bat down doesn't have parallels. It's just the bat down, and then there's the super of the bat down. Yeah, yeah. No, dude. I think... I th are all chromes... I can't remember. But honestly, like, I'm a big SSP fan. Like, you know, I love SSPs. So, I love that card. And another card that I really love of his is the, the 3D... Uh, rookie. I think it's 2018 Tops 3D. Super tough, dude. And he's like walking into the the uh, the entrance of the stadium, but he's like walking backwards. That's like that print run is super low, dude. I think it goes. I don't know how much it goes for, like 400, 500, something like that. Raw. That's a rare card, dude. That's a that's a good one. Like we have some Acuna collectors in our group. This guy has like he collects the SPs. Dude, he's got some cool. Dude, that guy looks good in every card, like every. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you want. That's what you want. He's he's got that swagger. He's got. I'm, I mean, forget the baseball. But he can do everything on the baseball diamond. But he's got the swagger. He's got the marketability, and he just looks good on a baseball card. Which he looks is good on every card. Yeah, he's got that and Julio. Julio is the same way. Yeah, Julio is the same way. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, not only are they good and good at everything, they look great on cards, and that's like. I mean, that's going to boost you up in the hobby, you know? Unfortunately, yeah. the better you look on cards, a lot of times, the more the more attention you get. Yeah. yeah. Blaze like, Jordan. Look at Mickey Mantle. Mickey yeah. Mantle's rookie. That thing's like a, a piece of fine art now. The Mickey Mantle rookie? Dude, that thing goes across different hobbies, like art collectors. Every, that's why it's worth so much. It's such a classic. Yeah. All right, well, let's move forward. Um, the next guy I wanted to talk about for Atlanta is Michael Harris. Now, we talked about him a little bit last podcast. Harris did not have a rookie card, even though he made his debut last year. So this is his first one. It's got the rookie cup on it. He's got a pretty hot market already. Do you think he's got more room to go? Do you think this is kind of the peak value for him? What What's your take on him? I don't know. I think he has to have a monster year to keep moving up. For his cars to keep increasing in value, he has to have a, a monster year. I mean, I think a lot of people look at Atlanta Braves rookies and immediately hype them up for some reason. I mean, Strider's another one. We're going to talk about him later. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. He's uh, he's good, but I think he's going to have to have to have a month. I think he's getting a lot of attention because he's like one of the chase guys in Tops 2023 and Oh yeah, top twenty twenty three is like the high one of the hypest releases, like flagship releases that I can remember. 
it's super hype. That gold mirror thing they did is like really driving a lot of sales, a lot of new collectors, I think, for sure. So yeah, I think he's getting a lot of attention because he's one of the main guys in flagship, but we'll see. So let me ask you this. Would you rather have his rookie card or his Bowman first? Michael Harris, Bowman first. Like for some reason, like the rookie cups bug me a little bit. I like, because yeah. when I look at it, I'm like, oh, he he played before. Like, almost like it's not a true rookie because he played before kind of thing. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, Devers had it. I think Franco had it. Wander Franco. Yeah, so, Wander Franco was a gold cup, or rookie cup. Yeah, yeah, rookie cups. I mean, there's it's rare that they get them, but they do happen. But yeah, I'd, I'd definitely rather have the Bowman first, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't really know the whole history with the with the cups because i know julio's got one and we'll talk about that later but um i don't know if you knew this because you're more of a tops guy michael harris we were talking about my long-winded explanation and how it's uh, so confusing bowman bowman chrome bowman draft so michael harris first bowman card was in 2020 bowman chrome and he was auto only yeah and his first bowman card non-auto his first card actually was in 21 draft i don't know if you knew that Really? Yeah, yeah so, they do that, though. They do that with, like, they did it with Jordan, I think. They do it with a lot of players. They make it auto-only for his first point. I think that I think that's how they used to do it with Chrome. And a guy I collect, Luis Angel Acuna, is like that, too. Mm. But I was actually looking at some of these cards uh, recently for somebody. And the Michael Harris 20, 2021 draft, that's the first Bowman card he has after his first autos in 20 Chrome. So he went over a year without getting a card. He's in 21 draft. There's nothing special about the card. It's just the base card. His paper is going for like five bucks. Yeah. You're like talking about non-first, right? Yeah. No first. Yeah. Just a base card for bonus. His first base card. If you get a Chrome, they're going for like at least 10 but eight, 8 to 15, somewhere in that range. Like it's it's a base card. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that tells you about the hype right there. I personally don't know if there's a lot of room for him to go up. But I will say for getting ready for this episode, I wanted to look into Harris versus Julio. And I was surprised at how how similar they were in a lot of aspects performance-wise. No, yeah, his stats are nuts. Michael Harris, for sure. I looked at that too. I was like, whoa, way better than I expected. Yeah, The, the the only area of concern I have for Harris is he does not walk a lot. It is really, I think it was under 5%, which is really low. But the, other than that, the stats, the analytics, they were kind of a lot more similar than I thought they would be. Now, I will say Julio has more power, and Harris is a much better defender. Um, I mean, Harris is a gold-glove caliber defender in center field, but they have Acuna too there. Um, so I think that actually might help Acuna out if you can kind of, take the stress off him defensively but he i was surprised i thought harris might be due for a little regression that being said his cards are already so high i don't know if there's much room for them to go up but i don't think we're as much of a concern i know you and i talked about you threw out uh, a hayward comp right yeah i mean hayward was super high at the beginning and for sure he's a he's an amazing fielder and there is a little bit of just the looks. Like I don't know if Michael Her- Michael has a, like the swagger needed to really blow up in the hobby, uh, like a Cunha or a J Rod. So Hayward is a little bit. He reminds me a little bit of the, the whole Hayward as far as like the hobby goes. 
I wasn't around in the hobby when Hayward was here, but I mean, the dude's nickname is Money Mike. You don't like that for swagger? <laughs> Money Mike. <laughs> Sounds like a boxer. Yeah. No, but, but Hayward, Hayward, I thought when you said it was a great comp, because his first few years, I mean, obviously the, the defense was great, but he was good. I mean, yeah. he was hitting for power. He, he had a great hit tool. I mean, it just kind of sagged a little bit, and then they traded him, and it just kind of developed into a really nice player, but not one who was worth the money and certainly not a big guy of the hobby. So I do think there is that kind of floor for Harris, in which case if you're buying in now, it's going to yeah. hurt. Yeah, it's going to be tough, dude. If you're buying in now expecting to, to make money on him or for him to go up, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Definitely. When, uh, one last guy I wanted to talk about on Atlanta. Again, it's not a minor leaguer. I can throw out some names of guys, um, but we, we want to get to a lot of stuff today, so we're kind of a little packed for time. This was a lot more stuff we wanted to talk about, but we have to talk about Spencer Schreider. Yeah. Um, I think Spencer Schreider just redefined what the pitching market can be in the hobby. Why do you think that is? You know, I'm not really sure why it was Spencer. It took Spencer Strider to do this. Cause I think it should have happened a while ago. I love collecting pictures, mm-hmm. but the dude came up, he's got the mustache. He's got the mountain presence. Like he doesn't, he's going to come at me. Um, but I don't know why it was him other than the look, the swag. And I mean, the 98 mile per hour fastball doesn't hurt, but you know, a lot of guys throw, throw hard. So maybe it was just that kind of the perfect storm, you know, right player, personality, and market all at the right time. Yeah, I mean, the, the Atlanta has a history of collectible pitchers, though. Like Maddox, Glavin, even Steve Avery when he first came up was yeah. highly collectible. So I think that helped his market for sure. Um, I mean, a Chrome Auto rookie of his goes for like 45 50 bucks, which is way more than a, a lot of other pitchers. Hopscrum, you're talking about, not Bowman Chrome, right? Hopscrum. Yeah, Bowman Crumb go for like at least double that. Yeah, that's that's raw, forty five fifty bucks consistently. Yeah, his uh, I don't think I have it, but I think I looked earlier and they went. They were the Bowman Crumb first, which maybe this gives us our answer. Would you rather have the rookie or the Bowman first? They were going for at least one ten, kind of average one fifty. I saw one crazy sale, but you raw? know we're not trying to talk about individual sales on this podcast, but yeah. but the market is there for him. Like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Yep. So an- another so you think it was team. A stash? You think it was a, the stash <laughs> that really got it? Got it for him. <laughs> I, I think it's the mound presence, man. What the happens if he cuts it? Keep... What if he cuts the stash? Does he tank? Yeah, we'll see if he's Samson or if he's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, There's a you know, traditionally, we, you know, pitching in the hobby. It's not really a, a big market, but. The next team we're going to do is Seattle, and I thought this would be a good segue. Um, they got a great pitcher, one of my favorite pitchers, George Kirby. And I looked at his prices, and I looked at his stats and his arsenal repertoire, and Strider had the better year. Going forward, I think I might rather have Kirby, at least in, in terms of baseball. Hobby, you know, it's tough to predict the hobby, but Kirby's cards go for half the amount of Striders, so there's, he still sells well for a pitcher. I think his Bone Chrome first does about 50-ish. Um, but he's only a year older, and he still he still throws hard. 95 miles per hour, hour average on his uh, fastball. And 
he doesn't strike out as much. I think that's a big thing for, you know, Chicks always dig the long ball with uh, Maddox and Glavin, but uh, strikeouts get you the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, Seattle, mm-hmm. I mean, think of some pitches that were popular in the hobby in Seattle. Felix Hernandez was popular there for a while. That's a great one. Yeah, he fell off like pretty quickly in the hobby, but I mean, I've seen some collectors of him, like dudes that PC him. He has some really cool cards. I mean, I know you have more knowledge on this than I do, but pitchers, I mean, it's it's the first year, and it's Hall of Fame, is it not? Yeah, it's like, well, I got into PC and Kershaw in like 2008, and I was buying his cards for like two bucks, three bucks, like rookie cards, but he's LA, so he's kind of kind of different. I mean, LA pitchers, they always have a market, usually, you know, until until they get injured or until they fall off, but Kershaw just kept it going. And I mean, Hall of Fame talk with him has been going on for years, right? Six years, no, seven years. First ballot, sure. Yeah, exactly. So with pitchers, you buy them like Gavin Stone. Gavin Stone right now, he's he's a minor leaguer, the Dodger system, and he's a stud. He's supposed to be like the next Dodger pitching stud, and mm-hmm. his stuff is is highly collectible right now, especially the Dodger fans. He hasn't like super blown up, but. He's collectible. So I don't know if Dodgers, the Dodger pitchers is a good example, but with a lot of pitchers, yeah, they come up and they have a great year. And it's just kind of a waiting game after that. It's like second year, if they don't just they don't just go nuts like a Verlander or something, then you just gotta wait. You gotta wait 10, 15 years until their stuff starts moving again, it seems like. Yeah, I think I think Strider's probably I mean, the end of the market was higher because it was in-season and, you know, there's been a little dip. But they're still selling strong. The thing about Strider is I'm curious to see if he has the staying power. When he was coming up, I thought he was probably going to be, like, an elite closer because he's really just a two-pitch guy. He throws his fastball, he throws his slider, and he has a changeup, but he throws it not even 5% of the time. I mean, the guys like that who have really... A good example of a two-pitch pitcher is Jose Barrios. I mean, he was really came on yeah. out of the gates. He was strong. And then he had lasting power. And, you know, he got traded to Toronto, and he really didn't have a great year last year. Unless you can adapt and develop those pitches, which harder to do at the major league level, um, it's tough, man. It's tough to, to start with two pitches. It, you know, it can be up. Glass now is another one. Tyler Glass now in Tampa Bay. Now he's got... Some injury concerns, but it took him a while to get going in the minor leagues. Pittsburgh gave him away. Like, uh, that was one of the worst trades of all time for Chris Archer, but he blew up. You know, Tampa Bay unlocked that, and, and it, we'll see what he does when he comes back. But two pitch pitchers, it's, um, it's tough to keep batters guessing. Your stuff has to be really, really strong, which for Strider, it is. Um, going back to George Kirby, he's got. He doesn't strike out as many people as he should. He still strikes out about one per inning, but he's got a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, throws a slider, curveball, changeup, really strong secondaries, great command. He's a guy that I do think can see a little more love in the hobby because I think he's got Cy Youngs in his future, and I said plural. I think he can win more than one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with pitchers, it's the injuries, dude. Like, it seems like you really got to be a horse and really got to be consistent to get some love in the hobby. You know, like Verlander, yeah. Seaver, Nolan Ryan. 
all those guys. I mean, Koufax is an, is an exception. He had like just four or five of the best years of all time, and he's just legendary in the hobby. I wonder if we're seeing that a little bit with uh, DeGrom. Yeah, that's the guy I was going to bring up. Yeah, he's he gets some uh, hobby love for sure. I, I would have thought more. Well, I haven't done a deep dive into him, but I would have thought more. more we'll, we'll see. More more hobby love. Like, no, you know, no. he's put the ceiling on the on the pitchers, even the great ones, because like, you can speak to Kershaw. It's not, like, if the best pitcher of all time. It's not going to come anywhere near, you know, a Trout or, well, I guess, I don't know, Tani is a pitcher, but, you know, well, that's you know, a completely different topic. But, yeah. um, or, uh, you know, at Acuna, Vlad, like, they've the, even the best pitchers, they don't really approach those levels, do they? I think DeGrom is a little bit lower because he's older. I think he got really good at an older age. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't debut for a while. He was not a top prospect. He just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, he's got big numbers, but a lot of those games he's pitching five, six innings, you know, and his ERA is really low, but he's pitching the best, like, five, six really strong innings, and then they kind of take him out. So, I don't know. He's, he's definitely a good pitcher. I think his... If you took his, what, four or five peak years and put them against Kershaw's, I think they're actually better. Yeah. Which is nuts. Like, it's, Kershaw is just so dominant. Yeah. And but that not speaks, to say that, obviously, DeGrom was too, but... Yeah, but that speaks to, like, the, the whole consistently uh, consistency yeah. and, and no injury thing, too, you know? Like, yep. Kershaw's had a little bit of back tightness here and there, a couple back injuries, but his arm's been solid. Yeah, I think we're starting to see that DeGrom might be on the verge of kind of being uh, not breaking down, but the injuries are going to be there. It's, yeah. He's not going to be pitching 200 innings anymore. Yeah, that's the thing. You think he's a Hall of Famer? Yeah. 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 It was, he was too dominant. Yeah. Right, so, moving on from pitchers, what uh, one thing I'm curious about, and we kind of touched on it already, we're on Seattle. We got to talk about Julio. Um, one thing I noticed was his Bowman Chrome cards, beginning of the year last year, are selling pretty much for what they're selling now. After he just had an amazing rookie year and won Rookie of the Year and took that team to the playoffs for the first time in twenty something years. Yeah, is there any room there? Well, he's kind of like an Acuna, right? He had just a crazy good year. He's going he's gonna to have to do that or better. But I guess it really depends on, like, how good his team is, really. You know, like, if he yeah. takes him to the playoffs, if he takes him deep into the playoffs, then he's going he's gonna to spike good, right? Or if he has, like, if he does, like, a 40-40 or something, you know, like, something crazy, I think he could really blow up. But he's going to have to put some gnarly numbers up. Yeah, I don't think we've seen his peak, but I don't think there's a ton of room for. I do think there's room for growth, but it's one of those things like trout. Like, I mean, it's your cards can only go so high. Yeah, and I think we might be looking at that. One thing I am kind of curious about is, you know, Bowman kind of went through a change from what I've seen. You know, when you look back at like trout, you don't really see the kind of cool cards you would get now for Julio with the. All the different autos, the true blue, the speckle, atomic, all these kind of cool twists and on the cards that are also numbered and autoed, or one or both. Um, I think it puts it a little more in demand the cards nowadays. Whereas, you know, if you go back and look at Trout's cards, like, there does he have a Bowman Chrome first auto? Yeah, I don't think. So. 
He does? He does. And it's a only, I think he's a, an only auto guy. Okay. For his first Bowman Chrome. And then he had a Bowman Rookie. That yeah, okay, maybe I'm thinking of the Rookie. 2011, I think 2009 or, or 10 was his Bowman first auto. Yeah, dude, for sure. That's a monster card. But yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I remember reading something about Justin Herbert rookie cards. I think it was like two years ago. They had like he had over four thousand different rookie cards in that year. So I mean, it's like, <laughs> is there enough people to really buy all these rookie cards? Is is the question? <laughs> you, you just hit the nail on the head. Like I love football, fantasy football, survivor football. I mean, I love all that, but like I can't do football cards. Like. It's, it's too much. Like, just all over the place with the amount, the inserts, the pairs. It's kind of like how it was in the 90s with the yeah. junk wax. Like, that's why I stopped. I was like, I can't keep track. Yeah, Panini. Like, during COVID, you couldn't get a Panini. Well, now you can't even get a Panini, like, prison box football. But, man, the shelves are just stacked the last couple of years, Panini football. But people are still buying it. Like, it's hyped. I think what really draws people to football cards is they could, they're they're really volatile. Like, you could – yeah. One game could like lose it or win it in a card, like just one game, and then after that, the next week comes and then it goes down again. It's like, I uh, the football. I will give them credit. Like the football cards, the patches are sick. Yeah, like the designs of them are so cool. But for sure. but for me, yeah, the reason you know I, I thought about trying to get into them because of how cool they are and how it was a little it would take a little effort to kind of get familiar with everything but i was willing to do it but for me last year i was on the road so much that i could especially on the weekends like i couldn't if i needed to buy something or i needed to sell something you know i was driving halfway across texas and i you know i can't be on my phone all the time so if you want to buy you know getting in at the right price if you want to sell selling at the right time i mean you had to literally be watching the game and ready to post that on ebay yeah. or change the card like that yes. card could go be double or triple I think that's what's appealing because a lot of people, they don't have patience. They want instant satisfaction, right? Instant yep. gratification. So it's perfect. Same with basketball is a little bit more mellower than football, I think. Football is just real fast when it comes to the yep. hobby. It's like boom, boom. But, man, you go to car conventions, the basketball and the football is just is what's selling. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you don't have Bowman or nice limited rare auto acuna vlad tatis people aren't buying yeah or, or, or at least that's not what they're showing yeah but not first, find people are selling that there bowman uh, prospects bowman first that's the closest comparison to and those get wiped out i mean if you're late to a show or you don't get the vip vip pass like the double vip like good luck finding anything like bowman just People, yeah. people get that so quick. All the woods and all the Cheerios are gone. Once you, go <laughs> well, you know, there's always a way to find the James Wood. And if there is, I'll find it. <laughs> oh, man. You love James so are Wood. So are you in or are you out on the Gold Cup or Rookie Cup, Julio? Which? Oh, 2023? Yeah, I, I just mean, pulled one in a hanger. So I know it's a base card, but that's got to be what worth like $1,000. Oh, man. I've seen these base cards, like these stacks <laughs> of tops 2023 base cards, like <laughs> You see those guys trying to get the complete set of SSPs? They just had like hundreds of jumbo boxes. Like yeah, they opened up. It was nuts. They opened like 180 cases. They had like, they were swimming in packs. Literally, the rappers, they had videos of them swimming yeah. in it. <laughs> that is insane. Just imagine <laughs> how many just base cards. I mean, those base cards are going to tank. Dude. They're going to be like 25 no. cents. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, I'm going to run some comps on that, Julio. I'll be lucky if it's five bucks. 
Dude, I, I'm sitting on a stack. I'm trying to get rid of them, like, quick. Yeah? 23? <laughs> 2023, I, I believe so. No, actually, it's 2022. But oh, that's, not the, that's not the cold cut. Those are rookies. Dude, 2023. His SP is dope with that weird hat. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, I still... I bought one blaster of Tops 2023. I'm going to give one away on Twitter today. Oh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow on Thursday. Man, give one away on the podcast. We'll do a secret podcast. work. Yeah. Yeah, how would that work? <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. popping in my head right now. No, yeah, so I opened the 2023 Tops. I Literally, my expectations were so low, and yeah, I got nothing. I think I got like some weird Aaron Judge patch or something, like those rubber patches they do now. Yeah, the City Connect? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't get that. Kershaw has a cool one because it's a Brooklyn logo. But okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's about yeah I went to uh, go do some errands with my girlfriend yesterday, and she wanted to go get orange juice. And so we went to Target, and there was a full restock. And yeah, that was an expensive bottle of orange juice because that was about the only thing good that came out of that purchase. It's like we complain <laughs> when there's when there's nothing to buy it, and then we complain when it's overprinted. <laughs> yeah. and there's stuff to buy but i'm happy dude like i'll go in i just like rip it i know i'm not gonna get anything you know what i mean like i'm just it's just fun i always yeah always I, open I, stuff in the parking lot too always people are like i got why uh, you i got in the parking lot? I'm like dude i have to i can't wait till i get home you know? Uh, you know what i can't i did one card and it was actually pretty good but it's i need i need the space i want to make sure like i can spread everything out yeah. keep it organized i can't wait that long it's not gonna be that organized to begin with yeah, I got a I got a twenty three hanger, and I got a couple boxes. I haven't seen Topps Chrome in a while. And I know it's I know I know about Topps Chrome. It's not a great product because they screwed it up so much. But oh, yeah. those buybacks, man, I'm hunting buybacks. They still those are still good. Yeah, I think they're good really? through the end of March. I just got a I just got some in the mail from some some guy, and I just traded for another one today. Yeah, we're gonna get something fun. Why do I have some? I didn't even think about it. Yeah, look for it and then give them to me. No. <laughs> Wait, is it? Does it work where like a parallel is worth more? Yeah, really. Yeah, the day the day they announced the uh, program, like everything got wiped off on eBay like within seconds, like minutes. And then, uh, but you had to find these participating stores. So I went to the LCS that at the time I went to. I just moved, so I don't really know what was around me. And before I could ask them if they had any, uh, if they were participating, they took them. They had a singles box, and it was like one row and like a couple cards in a second row. Like they, I'd never seen them have singles box, and I found I found a Judge Refractor. Damn! I bought it for five bucks. I was like, I didn't even I didn't even ask them if they were participating. I just grabbed the card and paid and ran. And that thing was a, a Refractor base gets you twenty in credit. Refractor nice. gets you forty. Refractor, and then, uh, wait, what? yeah, so Refractors get you forty dollars in credit. Forty bucks. Yeah, so that was like a free thirty-five bucks right there. Damn, nice, dude. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, those are the margins I like. Yeah, I don't know that those boxes of Chrome are so expensive. I swear, I thought I saw Bowman Mega Box for one hundred fifty bucks at Walmart. I don't know if I was tripping. It was like a Bowman so, Platinum or something. I don't know what it was. Oh, Bowman Bowman Platinum is ninety bucks, I think, and you get a couple autos. That's insane. I don't. I don't care if Bowman Platinum is nine dollars for all yeah. you Bowman Platinum fans. I apologize. I wouldn't buy it for nine dollars. Yeah, they released that product when everyone's like, "Oh God, I can't wait!" And then there's Bowman Platinum, so I gotta yeah. buy it. <laughs> no, else. nobody I know likes Bowman Platinum. It's it's <laughs> rough. It has no resale value. Yeah, I bought one Bowman Platinum auto in a, my first card show, and luckily it only cost me a few bucks because ain't <laughs> nobody buying that one. 
<laughs> no, I heard uh, a, a buddy in a in a chat I'm in was at I don't even know what the store was. Um, well, some kind of like local Walgreens or something. I don't know. Um, not a national chain. He's uh, I, I think he's in Oklahoma. Found a Bowman Chrome HTA box and a Bowman Chrome HTA box. You get three cards. They're all autos. They retail for about three hundred bucks. The guy got it for thirty five. Is it like a blaster little box or? It, it, I mean, yeah, it's a small box, so it looks oh. kind of like a blaster, but it clearly says HTA on it, and it had like a. Uh, he sent a picture. It had the. Um, Label on it said like football, and so if you asked the register, he went to the register, he asked the the woman behind it, he's like, "Is this isn't what this is? Is this the right price?" She's like, "Yeah." So he said, "All right." Yeah. Did he pull any? Took it, opened it in the car. He did his car rip, and uh, he didn't hit that much. But it's a great. <laughs> <laughs> got, like, it's a great like, story. Ten dollars worth of cards. <laughs> yeah, I could have sold it for two seventy five, two fifty, made like quick quick money. But man, you got. What would you do? Would you open that or would you? So. Dude, I, I open everything. Oh, yeah, actually, that's not true. I do have. I went to Rite Aid one night in 2018. And remember when they had those the packs on sale for five dollars? Right? I, I, mean, I know they have packs on sale, but yeah. I wasn't. So 2018, like all this product sat in Target. No one wanted it. 2018 update, right? So they returned it to the distributor, and the distributor released it to Big Lots and Rite Aid and Walgreens, and it was on clearance. So they sell fat packs for five dollars on clearance. There was one left. I pick it up and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to buy this for sure. And I look and Juan Soto is showing through the front. And I was like, dude, so that's one pack I haven't opened. And then I have another Shohei Jinter pack where he's showing on the front. But yeah, other than that, dude, I, yeah, I got to open everything. I can't wait. If I try to save it, I'm, the next day I open it. I, I saved one box. When I first got, about a month or two after I got into the hobby, I bought a Bowman, 21 Bowman Giraffe Jumbo. Um, I got it off eBay. I threw a bid. It stuck. I didn't think it would. So I had it. It's the only box that I was ever able to hold on to for more than like a week or two. And <laughs> I about it took me about a year, but I just opened it pretty recently. Oh, like really? a week or two ago. Yeah, I finally ripped it. Should have sold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually how it goes. But man, it's it's fun. That's why we do this. I I love ripping. Like I'm not trying to become a millionaire making yeah. money off cards. Like I anything I sell just goes right back into my fund to buy stuff. Yeah. Pretty much. All right, so we did a poll, or you did a poll for the podcast this week. And Seattle, when I was looking at the prospects, it was kind of, there's a reason they're at the bottom. And it's not just because Julio and Kirby are on the major league team. They made a lot of trades recently. So we kind of got to wondering, do you have the results for this? I do, but I'd have to look it. Because I guess. All right, well, I'll drag this out while you look it up. We got a big (laughs) row of, uh, hold on, let me see. It was, so, it was really close, dude. It was like 54 to 46% people do collect their PC players when they're traded, after they're traded. All right, so where do, lines. where do you stand on that? You, you, you collecting a prospect or a player, they get traded. Are you turning it in if they're off the Dodgers? If, if Kershaw goes to the Rangers, I won't buy any of his Ranger cars. But he's like at the end of his career, right? So yeah. it's I, have, I, I literally have like 12,000, 13,000 Kershaws to choose from. Like different kind right. of shots. So if a guy like, I don't know, say Acuna gets traded to the Mets or something, I'm sure a lot of people will stop. But according to this poll, 54% of them would continue collecting him, which I thought was 
more than than I thought. Yeah, I was. I would have thought that people kind of pulled the plug on it, but I'm happy to hear that. I mean, collect you're collecting the player, not the jersey. But I mean, there's obviously like, look, I'm I was a fan before I started working in the game. Like, I was always the Rangers for me. Rangers, Rangers, Rangers. Like, that's what I was all about. But um, well, I, not all. I guess my family's from the Northeast, so I was brought up a Yankees fan. But after about two or three years after I could walk, I started rooting for the Rangers. That's good. It's a good trade. But but uh, but I didn't start walking until I was about thirty. So no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Damn. <laughs> um. So let me ask you this then. You wouldn't collect a player if he got traded. You'd still collect him on the team. Yeah. Like you could get okay. Now let me ask you this. Say you have a prospect coming up on your team. I'm trying to think of a Dodgers example, but they don't trade four prospects. They usually trade them away. Yeah. So I can't think of one off the top of my head. At least nobody good. Say somebody gets traded to the Dodgers and you know the Blue Jays traded a pitcher to the Dodgers for Mitch White. He was a PC of mine, uh, just kind of a little-known pitcher, Nick Frasso. Say Nick Frasso comes up and he's the next Kershaw. He's not going to be, but say he's the next Kershaw. Are you collecting his rookie cards, or are you going to get those Bowman Chrome firsts on the Blue Jays? That depends. I mean, it just depends on the player. If I'm, like, really into the guy, like, he's just a cool guy and I really like him, like, I might do that. I don't, I mean, I don't really collect people because of the team. I collect them because I like them. And I've gotten to the point where the last, like, two years, I only buy Kershaw. So it's I've never really had that problem. But, like I said, if I really like the guy, then the team wouldn't matter. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned early on. I'll save this story for another day because we've been going for a while. And I want more, I'll talk about one more thing. Um, but I learned pretty early on, you got to PC the player, not the team. Because... Some teams trade too much. I know. I've been lucky. <laughs> and then you're just sitting. Somebody commented on that post and was like, I didn't have to ever make this decision. I collected like Ripken and all these, he like four players that he PC'd that never got traded. I'm like, I love that. <laughs> I'm like, that is like the craziest luck, dude. Yeah. Man, even if it's not my team, any sport too, like, I respect the hell out of Kobe. Kobe was a, always a Laker. Like my favorite basketball, well, one of my favorite basketball players was of all time is Dirk because I'm a Dallas guy, and I fucking love Dirk. Like, I mean, just, he's just funny and he's like really self-deprecating and a great player and ambassador. But like that dude was the epitome of loyal. Like he yeah. told them not to trade him at the end when they wanted to move him to a team where he could win another ring. Yeah. Then there's LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well. <laughs> Let's wrap it with that. <laughs> Can't top that one. Yeah, there's, there's one more Mariner since we did talk about they have a lot of players that they've traded and graduated. There is one prospect, that, and people know him, but I wanted to kind of talk to you about this on the pod because I don't know how familiar you are with this. You know, we talked about the unique example with Harris being an auto only and then having his, fir- not first, but his technically first card pop up down the road. The number one prospect for the Mariners right now is a catcher. He was the 12th overall pick in 2021 uh, out of high school. So high school catchers are very tough, very tough, if not the toughest um, demographic to draft. But when they're drafting the first round, there's a reason. And this guy's Harry Ford. Um, Really, really good prospect. 
um, good defensively, good arms, super athletic, fast. Like he's fast, not just catcher fast. He's yeah. fast, good hit tool, power, patience. Like he's a complete player. Um, we'll and you know he's not getting that catcher stigma. Like he legit has a chance to stick behind the plate. It's you're buying the player, not the bat. But in 2021, Harry Ford, I looked. I could only find base autos and then gold or lower. So gold, orange, red. And then he has a class of 21 insert, which is another story. But his autos, there's like, you don't even, of any other player, he has, I'd have to run the numbers, maybe a third the amount of autos that these other guys have because he doesn't have refractors that are out of 499, purple, 250. It's gold, orange, red, and base. So it's not a short print in the terms of being called an SP, but it is a short print. That's crazy. How how did that happen, you think? No time for him to sign or I don't I shenanigans? I don't know. And there are other players in similar situations. Like I know Andrew Painter, a pitcher from the Phillies, maybe the best pitching prospect in baseball, um, is the same way. So I, I don't really know who or why that happens. Maybe it is just they didn't have the time to do it, but I don't know why you would pick base and gold and below. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've, se- I've seen situations where like, there's a guy I like that the, we drafted last year with the blue Jays that I haven't seen any refractor autos of him, but I see everything else, but I've never seen this big of a gap. And I don't know why there would be no refractors for one guy this big a gap for Harry Ford. And then some guys have them all. Um, I know Jackson Trio was supposed to be in 2022 Bowman and and he, they didn't get him to sign in time. So he went to Chrome. So it would be interesting. I think that might be a topic for another day to kind of do some really, really big research into, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, I know you're a fan of SP. So I had to, had to run this by you. What do you, what do you think about that? What does that, I mean, I know it enhanced the value because it's more rare, but, how, what would it do for you? Would it enhance it that much more for you if you wanted to collect this guy? I mean, the thing is, the demand is still just going to rely on this player and his performance because a lot of people just don't know about that. True. They really don't know. I mean, yeah, there's going to be less of them, but I think it's going to really take the market to catch on and find out about that before it really makes a difference. So... I know we're not really going to be getting into the numbers, but I did run the numbers on this because I kind of <laughs> thought that's where you would go. With this. <laughs> I, I suspect, you know, I don't know the print run on base autos because it's yeah, obviously it's not numbered. I suspect there are less base autos of him too. Um, I ran the numbers, the last few base autos for Harry Ford. What do you think they would go for? Um, raw. Yeah. 60 bucks. Two fifty. Two fifty. Two fifty. I saw a PSA ten go for a thousand. No way. So I don't think do the know. PSA tens are going to be going for that. Might have been an outlier, but yeah. So the hardcores probably probably do know about that, right? Yeah. So I didn't see any gold sales, but an orange raw was recently sold for one thousand. Which it's an orange that's not really that out of line with mm-hmm. a good but not top prospect. Like that's kind of about right. I think it's really that the base, I was so surprised. His class of 2021 is an insert auto. How much do you think that goes for? Class of 2021 auto? And those are numbered out of 250. 70 bucks. 30. (laughs) 
That's a big difference. Yeah, no one likes. I those think we're gonna have, to have a talk sometime about insert versus base autos. No one likes the inserts, so those are know, always, yeah. like those, those I, I, pipeline, <laughs> the little landscape pipeline cards. Do those never yeah. get loved? Do those like Vlad and Bichette? I don't know. Vlad is on one. It's like a buck. It's like a yeah. dollar. Maybe I need life. to get one of those. <laughs> the pipelines. Oh, man. All right. So if you want a uh, auto of your favorite player and they're popular, get the insert autos. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I just got a Will Smith Future Stars Chrome Auto at a 99. It was dope, dude. It's like 20 bucks, 15 There you go. Super cool card, though. Well, I don't want to tell you what I got uh, for the James Wood non auto I just got in the mail today. Did you get that insert one? I No, not. Oh, no. That the guy didn't sick, talk to dude. me. The, the Super Fractor? Oh, I think it was. That, but it was an insert. It was an insert auto for James Wood. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I've gotten a couple uh, here and there. Oh, the one, the one of one. I think so. Yeah, I saw that. That was shared. If you, if you guys aren't familiar, we're in these. Uh, hop on Twitter and follow us. We uh, we were in some good group chats, prospecting. He does some SPs. Um, good, good conversations going on in there, and you can see some really cool stuff. Like this one of one James Wood auto. Um, it was a Bowman Chrome Mega from uh, Twenty Two Chrome. And uh, a buddy of ours sent a picture of it, and it is—it's gorgeous. I don't know how much that's going to go for. We—that was kind of the debate we were all having, but <laughs> that's not the one I picked up. Yeah, yeah, I saw that debate. Yeah, yeah. Follow us on uh, at LA Card Dude on Twitter. Two Ds, not LA Card Dude. <laughs> no, we d- we talk cards, not cars. And then, of course, it's the LA Card Dude podcast. But we might have to talk about renaming that so people can come follow me at <laughs> Landman One One Three. At Landman113. Give him a follow. He needs some followers. There you go. <laughs> cool, man. All right, well, I think we're going to do um, – I'm going to look and see what teams we're going to do next. I should have done that now and give you all a little tease. But um, I think going forward for now, the format with you, I think you're good with this. We're going to do a couple teams. We're going to talk players, prospects, maybe do some sleepers when the we get into some better – teams that have a little bit better prospect pools. Yep. I don't think anybody wants to know about the 20th ranked Seattle Mariners prospect Bowman card that just came out. You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, maybe we'll do, uh, you know, give us, a, give us a DM, shoot out what you want to hear, and uh, anybody you want to hear us cover, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be open to it, or at least I will. I don't know. What about you, Kurt? I'm down. I'm down for whatever. Yep. yep. All right. Let's do it. As long as it's fun and hopefully entertaining. Hopefully entertaining. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. Cool. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. Later. Bye.